Travia, what do you throw a drowning strawberry? I don't know. A strawberry preserver. <laughs> okay, just you know, what do you call strawberries playing the guitar? Um, I don't know. A jam session. <laughs> what do you call a sad strawberry? I don't know. A blueberry. <laughs> Well, we're going to be blueberries by the end of Wimbledon, I feel like. Hopefully not. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hold On To Your Racket, the podcast for Gen Z tennis fans. We're your hosts, Shravia and Josefina. Josefina and I are so excited to be creating this podcast and sharing our love for tennis with you all. Shravi and I are two high school gals and tennis fanatics united together by our on-the-court and off-the-court companionship. And we're the female Gen Z voices in modern-day tennis you've been looking for, so we hope you enjoy this episode and stay tuned for more. Today is June 26th? 27th, actually. 27th, (laughs) actually, as of today. And we are on episode 65 And just like that, we have another Grand Slam upon us. It feels like we just finished the French Open episodes. And And also, right after this is going to be the Olympics. Yeah, we've got a pretty packed schedule this summer. We really thought that the summer would be relaxing, but nope, we're podcasters now. That's not a thing. (laughs) But yeah, jumping right into it, we're going to talk about the Wimbledon draws, and I mean, I don't think they were as chaotic as the French Open draws. No. Like, that was no, kind no, of... No. But at the same time, it's a Grand Slam draw release. It's going to have drama surrounding it. Um, but that's why, if we go through with our Wimbledon party, we'll be able to take a break from the drama. Kind of if we ever get it. our, If we ever get our, you know, stuff together and actually go about planning that. But anyways, um, let's talk about the WTA first. So, notable absences. We've got Naomi Osaka, who's not playing, um, with continuing to be mindful of her mental health. And then Simona Halep, the defending champion. This is actually really sad. Um, Her calf injury is still not fully healed, so she was really sad to pull out. Um, So that's unfortunate, because Wimbledon has this whole tradition of the defending champion gets to open like their first round match on center court and now Simona won't be able to do that so that's really sad but um we do still have quite a few big names in the draw so starting with the first quarter which is Ash Barty's quarter so we have not seen Ash since the French Open which feels like so long ago but also not so long ago um and she retired in the second round with a hip injury which is kind of ironic because Josephine has been complaining about her hip for the past week to me so (laughs) maybe she'll maybe you know Maybe if she hears Josefina's peppy energy on the podcast, she'll be inspired to do well. Because she's totally listening. Because mm-hmm. she's totally listening, exactly. Um, but Ash said that she feels fit now. And what's really exciting about her playing at Wimbledon this year um, is that she's excited to hopefully be walking in the footsteps of Yvonne Goulagong Colley, who um, was a, well, yeah, was a famous Australian tennis player she's also a fellow indigenous australian and it's the 50th anniversary of her first wimbledon title so gulagong kali has been one of ash's mentors throughout her career and fila which is ash's clothing sponsor even designed a dress specifically for barty inspired by gulagong kali's 1971 wimbledon scalloped dress so 
a lot of history there, a lot of um, following and footsteps, mentorship, all that going on. So hopefully that's going to give Ash some motivation to really make a deep run here because Josefina and I are Barty Party members to the core. Oh, yeah, for sure. And But, like, we've seen a lot of this this past year. We had the Flojo for Serena Williams at mm-hmm. the Australian Open. And then last year at oh, the U.S. Yeah, Open, right. we had the Agassi outfits. You're right. I like this sort of, like, retro Me too. Like, I like it. Statements. I like it a lot. Yeah. So back to Barty's tennis. She actually hasn't played any grass this season, so we don't really know what to expect from her. But she's definitely one of the most consistently informed players this season when healthy, and she is healthy currently. And she's opening against Carlos Suarez Navarro. Of course, this is sad for Navarro. This is really because, sad. Because, I mean... This is her last Wimbledon, so this is a yeah, tough but, opener. But I'm, And we talked about how at the French Open, they, like, gave her a court with no fans. They put her in, like, the night session. They put her off-center court, blah, blah, blah. Carla gets to play her first match, which could very well also be her last match at Wimbledon, on uh, center court. So that's nice, and hopefully they'll give her the celebration that she deserves. Oh, yes. Hopefully Wimbledon comes through in the parts that the French Open lacked. <laughs> so, overall, um, Barty has a pretty good section. She has Sinyakova, Conta, both recent grass title winners, and Krejcikova, but, I mean, Barty still has the edge. She has that Grand Slam experience, and recent Grand Slam experience, so she's definitely the one for the quarterfinals here, or semifinals, actually. Yeah. I made a quick error there. I wrote down that Sinyakova was a grass title winner. I think she, she got to the final, of a grass court tournament in Bad Homburg where she lost to Kerber, but point still stands. In Bad there are a couple of stro- <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, point still stands that there are a few good grass quarters there and Krejcikova, but I think overall Ash Barty definitely, if she stays injury free, has the edge in this quarter. If not this entire half, she just has to channel her inner Yvonne Gulagongkali and make that make that run. Um, now, the other side of this quarter is actually where, in my opinion, it's so much more exciting because it is stacked. Um, and you don't have, like, a clear favorite there. Like, I literally, I looked at this section and I was like, what, like, what is this? It has pretty much everyone who's in form right now on the grass. Um, and a few other notable names. So Victoria Azarenka, who's actually had a pretty okay grass season, she had to pull out of a match earlier, and, like, she lost in maybe the quarters or something of another tournament, but she's had some decent wins and has her, has had a fair share of practice on the grass, which is good. Um, then you also have Contivate, who is the Easterborn finalist, another one of our favorite players, and also one of the players who we cold emailed at the very end of last year. I, we, we've talked about this before, but we emailed like a ton of players, being like, hey, do you want to be a guest on the podcast? We have no not gotten response. any responses. <laughs> That's fine that's fine um then Daria Kazakina is also there she reached the Birmingham final and the Eastbourne quarters Yelena Ostapenko the Eastbourne champion and Bianca Andreescu are all in this section of Ash Barty's quarter uh like the bottom section of that quarter and I have zero flipping clue about who's gonna make it out of here but I would say this is definitely a section to watch 
Um, and honestly, I'm picking Yelena Ostapenko as the favorite in this area because she actually has had a lot of success on the grass. 2017 Wimbledon quarterfinalist and 2018 semifinalist. And she just won that title. And then you also have Contave and Azarenka, who seem to be two other strong contenders there. But whoever pulls out of this, um, I definitely think that's going to be a very fun quarterfinal versus Barty. So then we have Alina Svitolina, the third seeds quarter. I mean, the grass season definitely changes a lot because we've seen a lot of these players do well on clay. But of course, the grass is a completely different surface. So... First, we have Paula Badosa, the 30th seed, who would have been a threat should this have been clay, which goes with my point. And then, actually, also Pavlyuchenkova, the 16th seed, who was the French Open finalist. So, if you look at it from a Grand Slam run slash experience this year perspective, she is definitely a dark horse here. But, um, considering it was on clay, it could change the results a bit. So, in the bottom half of this, um, quarter, we have... Belinda Bencic, the ninth seed, who made the finals of a Grass 500 last week, and she has great chances to get to the second week, but in her way is actually Coco Goff, the 20th seed, who has had a phenomenal clay season. She gained so much on-court experience, and if you recall her run to the round of 16 in 2019 at her actual Grand Slam debut at the at Wimbledon, it was also after three rounds of qualifying. So she's a better player now. She's stronger, mentally stronger, physically stronger, and just, you know, she has way more experience now. Yeah, she beat Venus that year yeah, right? at Wimbledon. in the first round. She beat Venus that year. She also made such a deep run at Roland Garros. So she definitely, as you were saying, has not only more match experience and playing against these better players, but just also mentality-wise, like going into the second week of a slam, I think she knows that she can do it. And she's someone who can play on pretty much all surfaces. Um, so then we also have Angelique Kerber, the 25th seed um, in this quarter. And I personally hope that she can pull out of this quarter because big fan and also she's making a resurgence so she does very well at Wimbledon she's made two finals here before both against Serena and she actually won uh the title in 2018 which was just like one Wimbledon ago before the 2019 one um she also won Bod Homburg, which was her first title in three years just yesterday so that was really amazing and she was super happy about that but she does have a potential third round versus Serena Williams. Okay, wait, I take my words back. I forgot about this part. I want Serena to make it out of this section of the quarter, but either way, both of them could face off in the third round, who, you know, hasn't been having... She, I mean, she did really well at the Australian Open, and then the clay season was not um, as good as she might have wanted it to be, and she didn't play any grass warm-up events. But Wimbledon, everyone is saying, is her best shot at 24 um, she loves the grass, so we'll see how that plays out, but a very informed Kerber is definitely going to be a threat, um, but I would say that these two in this quarter, in Elena Svitolina's quarter, are probably the favorites to make it out of it. I love how we just did not mention Svitolina because she has not oh, been yeah. doing too well. I mean, she reached the quarters or the semis here a lot, like in 2019, but she makes, like, decent runs, like, maybe to round of 16 quarterfinals at the slams consistently, but 
she has so many points to defend for the rest of the year, which I just don't think she's going to defend. Yeah. And there's just players who are more informed than her right now. Mm-hmm. So I think she's definitely in danger. We have already saw Carolina Pliskova drop out of the top ten. Simona Halep has so many points to defend here. And, and she she's not play. playing. Yeah. And, you know, Sidalina too. So we could be seeing a lot of these, you know, names who have been in the top ten for forever start to drop out. Uh-oh. So then we have Sophia Kennan, the fourth seed, and in her quarter, starting from the top, we have Karolina Pliskovas, the eighth seed section, and I mean, we have Jessica Pagula here, we love her, and I mean, if you haven't heard already, Pliskova is really not informed, so this is more like the Pagula and Kvitova section, and it seems like it'll be one of those two making it to the quarters. And again, Pagula, Pliskova, the, the, what is it? The rivalry is all this time. <laughs> the very one-sided rivalry. Yeah. So, yeah, Kvitova, she is a two-time Wimbledon champion. She made it to the Bah Humbug semifinals. <laughs> and <laughs> both have tough first rounds, though. Pagula is playing versus Caroline Garcia difficult match and then Kvitova is playing versus Sloane Stevens I mean if Sloane Stevens pulls through I really hope she does but it's definitely going to be a good match nonetheless yeah I just think that this is screams danger for Carolina Pliskova especially since she lost in the first round of Eastbourne just a couple weeks ago um so we could also see someone come through here and Petra does have the experience so um, who knows? Who this is the WTA. I really like don't even bother with predictions anymore because it <laughs> literally it just goes the other way. Um, the bottom of that quarter is Kennan's section and we've got a fair share of dark horses there with Madison Keys, Victoria Golubich, who's having a pretty good season overall and reached the Eastbourne quarters as well, and Danielle Collins, one of our favorites. And Sophia Kennan, I mean, she's definitely not in form. So I would say this is a big opportunity for someone like Elise Mertens or Madison Keys in this section of the draw to make the quarterfinals here but if we were to rank the strongest players in this quarter like in order I feel like we would say Petra, Pagula, Elise and then Madison Keys um notice that Carolina Pliskova is just nowhere to be seen in that list so then finally we have Arena Sabalenka the second seeds quarter I mean this is mostly a quarter of names like yes there's so many big names here but in reality most of their grass seasons have been okay very mediocre except for a couple so the top contenders here are arena of course the namesake she gained experience with two grass tournaments so far but did she do well no she did not um and then her best run in wimbledon was in 2017 to the round of 64 so (laughs) definitely not um too great in that wimbledon category either which is kind of an important category considering this is the wimbledon championships tournament but but then again her draw we were joking with this earlier looks exactly like alexander zverev's draw at the french open she is surrounded by qualifiers this is true she is living in qualifier heaven in her little little nest in the draw so but we have never i mean we always talk about her as a big contender this year but at the slam she never really she hasn't really seemed to She's the Andre Rublev of the WTA, she is. as you and always say. And even Andre Rublev lost in an ATP 500 final, so the world is oh, just yeah. upside down right now. 
Barbara Krejcikova really did something to the tennis uh-huh. world that she got to the fight, won the whole thing, and everything has been chaotic since yep. then. So, oh, then we also have Iga, a clay expert, but also a Grand Slam kind of athlete. I mean, we've seen her perform well at Grand Slams, considering she has one under her belt. And she did not do phenomenally in, in Eastbourne last week, but still, we're counting on the fact that she has Grand Slam experience here. So that should definitely help her. Also, it's it should be noted that for Iga... That was, Eastbourne was, I think, her first grass court main draw tournament ever. So, she's fairly new to the grass. I don't think she's ever played at Wimbledon before. I think same thing with Bianca. They're both actually, like, they really haven't played grass at all. So, definitely new territory for Iga. But, as you said, she has, she brings it when she needs to. Another person who brings it when she needs to is Garbini Muguruza the 11th seed she was doing so well in the early on in the season but then um it feels like seems like that kind of caught up to her she's been injured a bit so she's in a little bit of a slump obviously she's won Wimbledon before 2017 so she does obviously have that potential to do it again um but the question is again kind of similar to what we were talking about with Ash Barty at the French Open is is Muguruza healthy if she's healthy she can she always has the potential to win the whole thing so I think that's going to be the key question here because just a couple of weeks ago when she was playing against, I think, Cornet in one of the grass court warm-up events, she had to take a medical timeout and she had some strapping on her legs. So it's a big question about health. And then we also have, as one of the top contenders in this quarter, Ons Jabour, no longer a dark horse, and her chances here are pretty good considering that she won a grass title going into this, so she has the momentum with her. Although we have a potential second round match versus Venus Williams, which could be exciting, but um, I think that we both are hoping for Jabour to have some great success here. So then we have a dark horse actually in this quarter, Elena Rubikina. She is the 18th seed. She made the semis of Eastbourne last week, so maybe she could bring that same energy against these top names. But other than that, this is mostly they all pretty have pretty much have even chances. But I'm saying Muguruza or Jabour are most likely to get out of this quarter. Yeah, I yeah I definitely think Muguruza because if she's healthy. I think she feels the most comfortable on the grass. But also, keep an eye on Rybakina, as you said. Like, she did so well at the French Open, um, getting to the quarter finals. I think so. I think after beating Serena. Um, she won a couple matches, but uh, she's been doing pretty well, especially because before the COVID break, she was doing amazing, then was kind of in a slump up until the French Open. So keep an eye out for that that woman right there. So then now we're going to have our picks and our favorites, starting off with our personal favorites. I mean, for me, it's definitely Ashley Barty. I mean, I'm, I'm on the Barty, Barty party, party all the way. Always in Also, it seems like it would be so perfect, right, with the whole 50-year anniversary thing. Yeah, I would love it. If you, like, take a look at... If you take a look at her interviews from the past couple of days, she's so honored and so happy to, you know, be able to, like, play in that dress to honor... Yvonne, I mean, she's a big, like, mentor and legend, so that would be awesome. I, I I have many personal faves, but for this one, I'm picking Angelique Kerber. 
Serena Williams getting to 24 is, like, obviously a given, but if I want to, um, and I'm sad that they're probably going to have to play against each other so early on in the tournament, but it was so nice seeing Angie win that first title in, like, a three-year drought just yesterday, and she, like, went on and on in her trophy acceptance speech. She literally did not stop talking, which was so funny, but you can see how much it means to her, and she does well in the grass, so I really would love to see her come back into form. And then we have our predictions. <laughs> Starting for the whole with, thing. Yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> so I have Angevoir. My reasoning, just look at the French Open draw, man. Anything can happen. No, that's fair reasoning. Well, if you look at the French Open draw, we have to pick someone, like, unseated. No. No, I don't wait, want to. Wait, 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 wait. Barbara Krejcikova. Double specialist, right? Uh-huh. She did well in one of the lead-up 250s or 500s to French Open. Won the whole French Open. Katerina Siniakova, double specialist, right? Krejcikova's doubles partner, in fact. Did well at Bad Humbor, got to the final. Do you see what I'm trying oh, to say boy. here? Maybe. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, but honestly, you heard it here first if that does happen. <laughs> if that does happen... You can thank my logic. Yeah. I'm picking Petra Kvitova as my prediction because, okay, I know she has a very difficult draw, that whole Pegula, Sloan Stephens, Plushkova section, but she has experience. She loves Wimbledon. She did a podcast interview with the Wimbledon podcast a couple days ago, and she said that when she found out that Wimbledon was canceled last year or was going to be canceled, she started crying, so this tournament means a lot to her. Um, I mean, I started crying twice. too, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I think that... So, Josefina, maybe I'll sub out Kvitova for Josefina Gurvich as my pick that to works. win Wimbledon. <laughs> but I think, I don't know. Uh, we saw Petra do Super Bowl at the French Open last year, so she still has that Grand Slam deep run in her, I think. So now we're moving into the ATP draw analysis. <laughs> Woohoo! So, starting off with some notable absences, we have Rafael Nadal, who we discussed last episode. He's taking time off to be physically fit for the hardcourt season or and or U.S. Open, which is where he thrives in comparison to the grass season, where he just wanders aimlessly <laughs> oh please he doesn't wander aimlessly he wanders aimlessly in relative relative to his french open wandering this is a bit aimless okay, i'll give you that <laughs> okay and then we have dominic tm who unfortunately injured his wrist in mallorca so we won't be seeing him on the grass i mean nadal and tm those are two pretty big names but um yeah okay yeah um, but moving into the first quarter of the draw, we have Novak Djokovic's quarter, so he's obviously the biggest name of the tournament. People are talking about him to win Wimbledon, win the uh, gold medal, win U.S. Open. I roll. Um, <laughs> to complete the golden calendar slam, which no male player has ever done. Obviously, Steffi Graf has done that before. Um, but, you know, the question is, who is most likely to beat him, and where in the tournament should it ever happen? Um, so in his quarter, he's for his first round against is against Jack Draper, the 19-year-old, we're going to just call him up-and-coming UK star. If you've been living under a rock, Jack Draper has pretty much captured the hearts of 
any tennis young tennis fan because including just look at a picture of him and you'll be able to understand why. Um, he actually made the quarters of Queens two weeks ago and defeated Yannick Sinner, I think, in two tie breaks en route to that um, quarterfinal. Home court advantage, maybe he'll have the crowd behind him, maybe he'll be able to challenge Djokovic, who knows? No, I'm sorry. Djokovic is going to dispense with this poor boy. Um, <laughs> you say that now, but what? <laughs> wait and see. Hey, our reverse, okay, we tried reverse jinxing. We were texting each other during the men's final. It worked. And we tried First reverse jinxing minutes. for, like, when Djokovic was serving. for the- No, when Sitsipas was serving to stay in the match. And we were like, oh, he's going to get broken. But then we were like, no, let's try reverse jinxing. So all of a sudden, we started being like, go Novak, come on. Yeah, and like sent a bunch of crocodile emojis. Sitsipas held serve. And then in the next game, when Djokovic was serving for the match, Sitsipas saved, like, one or two championship points. And our reverse jinxing worked until then, and then it fell apart. So maybe, I don't know. All right, then on the other hand, we have Andre Rublev, the fifth seed. Um, he made the Hall A finals last week, but lost in the final. Uh, it's, it was a 500 event, so we talked about this in our last episode, but that was uh, to a good player, though. Um, and maybe maybe losing in that 500 final is going to instead transfer some of that energy into him making a deep grin slam run. Yep. Because I want that to happen. Yep. It just sucks that he's in Djokovic's quarter. I think the logic makes sense, though. Like, maybe it is the start of his shift. Like, you do badly here. You're like, oh, maybe this isn't for me anymore. Oh, wait. We're being very logical this, in this episode. Yeah, there's this other tournament coming up called Wimbledon. Maybe I'll do well there. <laughs> beautiful logic so then the other quarterfinalist possibility option <laughs> you know what i mean besides Djokovic is definitely andre rublev or yannick sinner <laughs> i don't know why i wrote this but it says depending on whether he gets his milk from the bottle or carton that morning in other words first of all he's like a baby compared to everyone else and second of all it really depends on anything. It could, it really just, he's kind of unpredictable right now. So, other than Andre, here we just have a bunch of wandering clay <laughs> experts all thinking, what the heck am I doing here? So, this includes ADF, Christian Guerin, our bestie, Diego Schwartzman, Yannick Sinner also, and then Fabio Fognini. So, they're all just, you know, they're just there. They're like, Ramos Vignolas is there too. Yeah. See, even worse. <laughs> One more. So then we have Stepanos Tsitsipas's quarter. He is the third seed. And the big picture question is, can Stepanos stop Djokovic en route to the final? Well, he has a mediocre okay draw. He opens against Tiafo. I mean, that should be a good match. But either way, it's kind of destruction. So <laughs> <laughs> he has some potential tough matches. Kachanov, Daniel Evans. Daniel Evans, I mean, he tends to go a little insane when it comes to certain matches yeah exactly but the british fans are gonna be so on his back yeah like annoying (laughs) whatever but yeah and then we have a potentially exciting round of 16 versus alex demonor the fifth the 15th seed who just won the eastbourne title so we're really excited about that actually that we're so happy about that (laughs) (laughs) and then the other portion of tsitsipas's section is Shapovalov, why are Shapovalov and Demonor always together? I know. They also played against each other in the Wimbledon Juniors final. 
oh. like way long time ago. Um, so maybe, has maybe to do we'll with see that, that matchup. Yeah. And then we have Opelka, Riley Opelka, the 27th seed. And we'd love to see a good run for these guys. We love them all. And then Annie Murray is also here opening against oh. <laughs> Nikolos Vasilichvili, the 24th seed. How is this guy seed. seeded 24th? I don't know. How is he know. seated that high? I don't know. I don't, I don't but um, Andy Murray, Sir Andy, would you please do us a grand favor <laughs> here, please, and just take out the trash? I mean, if you think about it, though, like, Andy Murray, out of all these people in this section of the draw, aside from maybe Djokovic, is the most comfortable on the surface. This is true. This is true what you say. So... I think that that could, especially on something like grass, I think that could be a big advantage for him. So then it would be Atsitsipas versus either Shapovalov or Murray quarterfinal. That would be super exciting to see. Um, but Murray's going to win the whole thing anyway, so, like, whatever. <laughs> um, but overall, though, it seems like Steph is going to be the one to make it out of this quarter into the semis. I mean, he has the most experience when it comes to Grand Slams this year. And, I don't know, he's just the most informed player right now. Yep. Then we have Alexander Zverev, the fourth seed's quarter. He hasn't done that well on grass. He lost in Halle to Ugo Umbert, the eventual champion. Um, so, there's definitely people who could take him out here, and he probably doesn't have as clear-cut paths at the semis as he might have at Roland Garros. Um, and on the other end of his quarter, we actually have Matteo Berrettini, the seventh seed, just won Queens, which is the 500 event, his biggest title. He might even be Djokovic's finalist, dare I say. I mean, he is playing really well. People are talking about him as one of the favorites for this title after Djokovic. And considering how well he's been playing and the weapons that he has for the surface, he really could make it out of this half, which I would love to see, but I don't want to jinx anything. We also have Mateo's bestie, Felix Ogieliassim, the 16th seed in this section um, he also did very well in his Wimbledon warm-up tournaments, final in Stuttgart, semis in Halle, where he beat Federer. He does obviously need to pick up his mental game. Felix in five best-of-five matches at Grand Slams is definitely a different story. Um, but I guess the point that we're trying to make here is, this is not even all the big contenders here, but uh, there's definitely threats to Zverev in this quarter. Um, and you could argue... Uh, we, I think people, everyone would argue that Berrettini is the favorite in this quarter, but there is definitely a lot of very informed players here. Yeah, and then actually you, who you just mentioned, we have Ugo Umbert, the 21st seed. So another recent champion, he won in Halle, where he defeated Andre Rublev, Felix Auger-Eliassime, Sebastian Corda, and... Alexander Zverev. Actually, speaking of Sebastian Corda, we forgot to mention that he's playing Alex Demnor in the first round. Oh, yeah, that's and just painful. Yeah, that is... Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe one of them has to go. It's going to be Alex. I'm so sorry. <laughs> really? But he just won Eastbourne. Okay, I feel like but he's more in Sebastian form. has my... He has my support. And I think that trumps everything else. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So... I mean, Ugo had a great comeback from a rough start to the season, so maybe the grass court has been a fresh start. So far, it has been. And he is facing Nick Kyrgios <laughs> in the first round. And other than this week, actually, Kyrgios hasn't set foot on a grass court in close to two years. We heard this from an inside friend source. 
So we won't reveal our sources, but we have we have them. And guess who Nick Curios is playing mixed doubles with at Wimbledon? Venus Williams. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so I want happy him to win the whole thing now. But at the same time, Venus is gonna have to carry him. That's true. Nick Kyrgios is not a very good doubles player. <laughs> he's, he's a singles gonna, she's player. She's gonna have to like, yeah. She's gonna have to keep him on check. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, as we were saying, the most likely semifinalist from this quarter is definitely Mateo. This is Mateo's I cannot quarter. believe we're saying that. Okay, I'm only, whatever, it's the, it's the stats talking, not me. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, yeah, okay, anyways, moving <laughs> on to the final quarter, actually, Daniil Medvedev's quarter. He is the second seed, and starting at the top, we have Roger Federer, the eighth seed. Woo-hoo. Honestly, his draw is not bad at all. We were scared to put him in our, you know, TikTok tennis bid. Actually, check that out. The link is in the Instagram <laughs> post caption, and also on our Twitter. It'll be easier to find there. <laughs> no, it actually won't because I spam our Twitter so much. Okay, so then just look up, hold on to your racket. We'll add it to our um, link tree. We'll add it oh, to our link tree. Oh, that's a good idea. You, we you do genius. That. Also, if you go on TikTok Tennis's page, it's easy to find. Yeah, just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, our Instagram feed. You'll you'll find. It. Yeah, you'll find it. Oh, oh no 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 no. The the easiest way to find it is it's in the episode description of episode sixty four. Yes. The link is in the description. Go there. Okay, go. <laughs> link is in the description. Uh, click, f- no, click the like button and don't forget to no. subscribe. Um, <laughs> no. Turn on, turn on bell notifications. Yes. So, okay, so as we were saying, we were scared and hesitant to put him in our TikTok tennis video because we're still so unsure about him. But then again, this is his favorite slam. This is, like, the big one that he's been preparing for, the one that he's been putting aside, the one that he pulled out from the French Open for. So, you know, there's a lot riding on this. Obviously, he can handle it mentally, but Mm -hmm. the question is, can I handle it? (laughs) Also, I think you were saying Grand Slam Tennis. It was good that he got those three matches in at uh, the French Open, including the five-seater versus Kepler. Undefeated. Exactly. Um, so I would say that his biggest threats in this section are Cam Nori, Lorenzo Sonego, and the winner of Sam Query and PCB, considering, you know, their recent form and considering Query's comfort on the grass. But really, if you put Federer's name next to any of these guys, I still am confident that at Wimbledon in best of five, um, Roger can handle this and reach the quarterfinals. But it's a question of who awaits in the quarterfinals because the other bottom part of this quarter, Daniil Medvedev's quarter, is insane, um, which is kind of sad because Daniil just won the Mallorca title, which is awesome, uh, after his early round exit in Halle. But he opened versus Struff, who just he just lost to in Halle. Then he has Marin Cilic, who's had great success at Wimbledon, took the Stuttgart title, or Dimitrov, or Musetti, or Hercoc, depending on the winner between Musetti and Hercoc. So that's a lot of tough names there. If he makes it through, though, which I think he can, because he, like, that Mallorca run, which is great. Um, if he makes it through, though, that would definitely be big. He does seem to be in great form right now, so I wouldn't count him out. And I would be very excited to see a quarterfinal versus Federer. That would be very interesting. And I think... Daniil is the type of person who 
has enough confidence and a decent amount of Grand Slam success to have that edge. Yeah. If he makes I don't think he'll lose against rounds, the same person twice. Yeah, I, I think if he if he can make it out of the early rounds, that'll be a big confidence boost and a, a good sign of him going forward. All right, are we ready for personal favorites and predictions? Well, I yeah, think yeah, we are, yes. So starting with mine... Technically, mine is Sebastian Corda, but you know when it comes to Grand Slams, it's not really. No, you a have good to pick. realize that like our our basic ones will always be Corda, Berrettini, Bardi, and Osaka. Yeah, like yeah. you just have to like understand that. Yeah, so we're trying to mix it up for you guys, okay? Exactly. So my personal favorite here would be Daniil Medvedev because. First of all, because everyone. Why not? Yeah, why not? You know, I'm always supporting him for absolutely no reason. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. I just he's so funny. Enough said. Yeah, yeah him really, really... him winning anything is like a big slap in the face to everyone. <laughs> exactly. My personal favorite is Roger Federer. I don't think I need to say much there. I second that. I do second that. <laughs> so then our predictions. <laughs> <laughs> so mine is actually Aslan Karatsev. So I was looking, and in 2019 and in 2018, he did not play one grass match. <laughs> he played three carpet tournaments, though. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and he did not so well in his you know warm-up tournaments so i'm gonna say it's him just because it's so impossible mm-hmm. i like it you're really bringing the wta energy mm-hmm. into these atp predictions yep um so <laughs> the smart pick would obviously be the guy who's sitting at the number one ranking right but now. we won't talk no 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 we, no. we want to be exciting and different so that's why i'm picking daniel medvedev yes I am aware of his ridiculous draw. We're I just so talked quirky. about his ridiculous <laughs> draw, but I think he has potential. Yeah, and I didn't want to say Berrettini because I, I you don't I want can't to bring myself to say that as a prediction. Okay, well, so yep, you, you have your first. So if if Ons Jabor, Petra Kvitova, Siniakova, Medvedev, Karatsev. Or, yeah, Roger. if one of them, eh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if one of them, if they end up one of those, some combination of those people end up winning this entire tournament, you know who to thank. We deserve some sort of prize for that. We really do. We deserve the trophy itself. Thank you so much for joining us, and that is game, set, and match for today. If you like this episode, please let us know and stay tuned for more. We'll be providing you all the coverage of Wimbledon and, of course, all the tea on tour. Email us at holdontoyourracket at gmail.com for any questions and leave a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Hold On To Your Racket is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Hold On To Your Racket on Instagram and at H-O-T-Y-R underscore Tennis Pod on Twitter. Our next episode will be released after the first few rounds of Wimbledon. And remember, my name is Josefina. And my name is Shravya. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to hold on to your racket until next time.